0: Hey, I'm Zach Tan. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a celebration of the photographers who have dedicated their lives to pushing boundaries and uncovering the beauty in the everyday. We we'll explore the journeys that brought them here from their humble beginnings to the pivotal moments that shaped their artistic vision. This is Picturing Conversations. back i'm reader so um you've managed to work on many projects right yeah. like from your own self-initiated mm-hmm. projects to um say commercial work and all that like so i recently picked up a book it's it's called photo work i don't mm-hmm. know whether you've yeah. read it before but yeah there were many interesting questions mm. which uh i thought was very insightful okay so yeah i kind of Took a little bit of that and, and, and I just want to find out a little bit more about you as well. Okay. So I think it's like a nice framework. And <laughs> Rapid <I'm>, fire. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just very really interested to know. Right? So, you know, gen- generally, like what comes first for you when you're approaching mm. a project, right? Like, mm. is it a concept or, mm. you know, is it the messaging mm-hmm. or are they just different individual photos that kind of mm. you feel tied together nicely to... Mm become one project, a project. Yeah. okay
1: um usually i work with a concept or a story first mm. so it's something which obviously i am moved by you know i feel like okay not a lot of people know about this story um it's important to talk about it so i already have an idea first so i don't shoot and then put it yeah together um which is nothing wrong with that yeah. either but mm. because i work in a different way where I need to be inspired by mm. a certain subject or a certain individual or a certain sort of area. So if you look at all the personal projects which I've done, it's stories that I've wanted to work on. Mm. And then comes uh, what we call access, which is... Uh, if oh, that's you a new don't, term for me. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have access, even if you're the world's best photographer, then Hmm. you're not going to be able to shoot you're not oh. so that's actually very important i w- i would say ah, uh, 80% is excess 20% is photographing then, when it comes to to documentary or photojournalism yeah
0: i would imagine like something as Simple as the word access. Yeah. Like, it's probably gonna be very hard. And it's yeah. different across different projects, right? Absolutely. So how do you then yeah. a- approach? Okay, let's say do you have a project where you really want to do but uh-huh. you find it so hard to get access yeah. to find your way in? Yeah. Then were there any projects that just kind of fell off? Like it-
1: uh, I won't say it uh fell off, but there were difficulties in the mm. sense that I think a lot of us have an idea. And then we have certain sort of like, not say uh, visuals, which you are like staging, you know, just visuals in your head because mm. you already have a story idea. You, you yeah, know, you know what it's going to look you, like. You kind of roughly know how it's going to look like. Mm. But then uh, when you end up photographing the situation, Something changes. Yeah, the, the, it, 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 it always it always happens. Yeah. I don't know. How but it's the beautiful
0: thing about yeah. it, right? Like they're yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You must improvise, lah. Yeah. You know, you have to really improvise, and it has happened so many times. Like mm. Sri Lanka work. Wow, well, access was very difficult because mm. high security. Yeah. And I thought that their loved ones were looking or seeking and searching for their missing family members mm. very actively on the mm. streets. But when I went there, it was completely quiet. Yeah. And I panicked. And I was wow. like, oh my God, how to tell this story? Then? Yeah,
0: what am I gonna shoot, it, right? It's completely different.
1: It's completely different. So what I realized is um you have to uh, relax, which is I'm the worst <laughs> person to give this advice because <laughs> I know Panic I can get anxious. Uh, is to relax and um you will find the story through. Uh, further conversations that would take place with the individuals whom you are trying to photograph or you might not even end up photographing them, Mm. but learning more from them could give you another perspective on how to cover the story. So, for example, for them, I realized that, okay, the story is basically about them waiting within their houses Mm. and the pictures and the items that were left behind by their by their family members who have gone missing. This is the story, you know. Um, When I had to photograph the Women in Migration Project for Netgeo, Hmm. um, I was, you know, photographing how there was a large number of uh, Vietnamese women who were getting married uh, to Singaporean men and what was that migration process like for them. Hmm. So, I I also, I had to fly to Vietnam. I went to Ho Chi Minh and I thought I had access to photograph the actual meetup between uh, the Singaporean groom and the Vietnamese woman who were seeking for a match with each other. But when I went there, last minute, he was like, no, I do not want to be photographed. So even from the back, he was also, no. So of course you have to respect that. I was like, oh my God. So how else am I going to then cover the story? Mm. And then I pushed not say push, but like I had these conversations with the woman who were seeking for matches mm. and they were very open about their yeah. lives and they were really, I don't know how to explain, like just through the exchanges that we had that they opened up their space mm. to me to really allow me to have an insight uh, into what their lives are like and I managed to photograph that. So again, you're bringing a, another perspective. Um, when I worked on the alopecia project mm. with... Um, with chancy thing Uh, in the beginning I was photographing her in a way where it was very photojournalistic so I was following her to the house or you know doctor's appointment and then I was like oh it's really not working out and then I realised okay it's very important to connect emotionally with the work Hmm. and I did connect a lot with it but then I said, hey, it's her voice. It's also her story. It's very important. So I would say it's a collaboration with her. Hmm. We worked together and I said, okay, um, let's photograph the places and spaces that mean something to you hmm. as part of your journey or your battle with alopecia. Wow. So for one year, I photographed that on film and the whole project, the shift changer changed and um. There was a lot of her writings that were involved, which Mm. now has come to be very precious to me because uh, unfortunately she had passed on Mm. um, in 2021 and um, the story continues on. It lives lives on and, and, you know, um, so yeah, these are like some examples on how they can change. Could stories also fall apart? I mean, yeah, of course, there are certain ideas you have and then you try for excess and then it just doesn't work, you know? Mm. Yeah, there has yeah. been instances like that. Um, yeah. But you just try your best to push for it and be mm. open to photograph a completely new mm. perspective. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I think one thing I've always been curious about, especially for like documentary photographers or photojournalists, um, is that how do you... Like, what's the process like from, you know, being interested in an idea in a place, booking the tickets, getting there? Like, do you do the research first? Yeah. Like, do you know who you are looking for when you're there? Mm -hmm. Or do you know where you're going to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, your research is number one. Like, you have to do your research 101%. You really need to know about the country. If you're going somewhere else, the culture, the dynamics, the politics, Um if you don't speak the language, you got to make sure you get a good translator. Mm. Um, You have to work with someone whom I would call, whom they would call in the industry your fixer. Mm. So your fixer is someone who is ideally a local who is on ground and he or she would actually... um, secure the access for you to yeah. photograph the people or the places you're supposed to go to. They kind of also look out for you if the situation is a little bit volatile in terms of safety. Mm. If they tell you to get out, you get out. You listen Thank to you. them. Um, but of course, sometimes not all fixes are great. So yeah. you might end up working with someone who you're, I don't know how to explain, Your like both characters cannot match, yeah. you know, or it's mm. so... Instances like that can happen. So always go with recommendations. There's mm. literally uh a group called I Want a Fixer on on Facebook. Oh, and seriously? so if someone is looking for a fixer, they they go into these groups looking. So like
0: for different places? Yeah. Is it something international? Or- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So when or- the Ukraine war started to happen. Like <laughs> so that, that many, went it went absolutely insane. Like so many photographers were like looking for fixer, blah blah blah. So one person connects you to another, and mm. it's a lot through recommendation. Sometimes it's through your own sort of networks. Mm. Um, if it's a photojournalistic project, a lot of fixers who are locals themselves, uh most of them are uh, themselves journalists too, mm. so they understand what you're looking for. Sometimes they might not be a journalist, but they have a very good understanding of the layout of the place and they know whom you should be speaking to. Um, And uh, another advice which I would give is, which I should have done before (laughs) traveling, (laughs) is please go and do a first aid course and a digital security course is very, very, very important. Wow. What, yeah. like
0: What's a digital sec- security? security?
1: So if you're in a place where <laughs> you're not very welcome, for, yeah. for example, mm. how do you protect your files? How do you protect or secure your
0: oh, whereabouts
1: oh. or your them to not track your location all the time.
0: Has something bad happened to you before? Like uh
1: you know? no no some it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, la, not to the point where I, can I not to the point where I got kidnapped yeah. or anything, but I think there have been some close calls maybe. Yeah. Um, I did work with a very difficult fixer only because he himself was uh having PTSD from the war, from the right. conflict. Mm. And I think he didn't understand it's, it, he didn't how he didn't understand how to work with a female photographer. Hmm. Okay? So the dynamics yeah. in that sense. So how do you handle a situation like that? So hmm. personal sort of safety or when you're staying alone in the hotel, what are the things that you should look out for? Right. Where are your exit points, you know? Hmm. Uh be it a conflict or non conflict area or Even if you're covering a simple demonstration or protest, that could also change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Also general first aid. I think it doesn't have to be a conflict zone. You know, you could be somewhere else which is new to you, Mm. you need to know how to dress a wound. You know, like things like that I think is very, very important. Actually,
0: first it is something that everyone should know. Everyone should know. Absolutely. Like 100%. Regardless of what you do, I think it's a good skill to have. Yeah. Yeah. and Thankful for ARMY.
1: (laughs) I didn't have ARMY. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say make sure you have all of that ready. Um, Understand what the attire is like in the country Mm. respect that if there are areas where you have to cover up you cover up you have to wear a scarf over your head wear a scarf over your head Uh, you have to wear long sleeve you wear long sleeve so you need to do all that's why I say your research is Mm. very important and it's not just about what you want to cover you need to understand the culture you need to understand the people the space Mm. and then even if it's another country you're going to you don't speak the language learn a few words you know make sure you Mm. you know how to say the hello the thank yous or the simple words so you did the, you have that respect it's so important to respect the culture and, and, and also to not go in guns blazing with your camera <laughs> and to uh, uh, respect the conversations that you have with the people before you yeah
0: it's interesting you say that because that was part of the next question actually mm. like when do you know that it's the right time where you could you know take that camera you know because oh, I would it? imagine yeah because mm. I would imagine you have to just talk to the people to connect Yeah. And do you find yourself shooting like as, just as minutes we, after or, uh, like, or like do you a- a- actually take time to come back another day or just mm. try to build a connection a relationship yeah.
1: yeah it's a good question I mean if it's a project which I'm building on or if I have the luxury of time I let them speak for quite a long time mm. before I take my camera out because I want to establish that trust, that bond. And that conversation has to go two ways. Like It cannot be like an interview. You Mm. also need to learn how to be vulnerable with them and also talk about yourself too. Mm. Um, So let all those conversations take place before the actual photo taking takes place. But of course, in some situation, you have to talk and photograph at the same time because you only have one opportunity to take those pictures. Uh, And that also goes with uh, photojournalistic assignments where you only have one day, one yeah. or two days to shoot. So sometimes it's pretty much immediately after. Mm. Um, Once you're done with the conversation, you got to start, you got to start shooting, which yeah. is like, uh, it's quite fast, but no choice. Or that mm. moment is present in front of you and uh, you have to photograph it yeah. for what it is. So uh, it really depends on how much mm. time you're given or how much time you think you have. But I really don't like to just go in into a space without introducing yeah. who I am as an individual or knowing who they are as well. I think you need to establish this yes. first before you just walk in. Or else we are just like a, I mean, we are already like an onlooker, like an outsider, yeah. right? Um, so have a bit of a conversation first. Huh? Don't be ruthless.
0: Huh? Correct. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. whenever I pick up cameras outside, right, Yeah. like, you know, even if I'm just taking pictures of like, say, architecture or things that catch, catches my eye, Yeah. I would see strangers, their eyes would just open so bright and sharp. Yeah. So I'll just give a nice smile, just give yeah. a nod and then yeah. once you get that establishment, you know, it's Absolutely. a go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, a
1: smile, I mean, a nod, it goes a long way. Yeah, you because, know what I
0: mean? Because you do it so much, right? So just curious, like, is it the same for everybody? You probably have to f- find what makes this person, you know, not, right? Like, yeah. like, How do you get a green light, basically?
1: Um, You mean like with the different individuals I've like photographed, yeah, like, be it for, in like, like passing situation or yeah. for projects? Mm. Um, I guess with projects, it, when you are establishing the access, you have time to talk to them. So huh. you already have time to build that trust, right? But if it's like an assignment where it's like on Run the and go, gun. Yeah. yeah. It's it became it can be a little bit nerve wracking because sometimes they can say no, and then you'll have to pick up the pieces and move along, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, I still try to have a conversation with them before, mm. right? So, for example, I had to photograph the the Amoy Street for the New York Times, yep. and and I had to photograph the stall owners. I know I can't just enter and just mm. photograph the the Was stall there access
0: so. for that? like do you.
1: No, yeah, I had to to get the access like oh, okay, on my okay. own. So like, I mean, I could just walk in and photograph, but there were certain stalls that I was concentrating on. I was like, I don't want to be like one of those like spies which just snap a picture and walk away. I want to know them. you yeah. know. Mm. So I get a tea, I give myself a bit of a break, I talk to them, explain to them where I'm from and then mm. I ask them, are you okay if I hang around the photograph? And if they say okay, then I go ahead and I shoot. Mm. And then if some other instances where it's like street photography and if it's in a passing and I really need to get it and then their yeah, attention focuses on you, like you said, I do the exact same thing, a smile and then a nod. And then if they say, okay, then I just go ahead. Uh, sometimes they might come back, they themselves might come back to me hmm. and ask me, hey, what are you working on? Oh, uh, <laughs> and then I will tell them. You can friends. We, yeah. And then if they, would want the picture, then I just get the email address and I send it to them once it's being published. Yeah, so it, it really depends on the situation. Yeah, I, yeah, everyone's different. I guess everyone is is different. Yeah. As someone said, no to me. Yeah, of course. So no, many times right. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then, so there's this um, like this struggle within me, like because mm-hmm. I shoot myself too, and I think, you know, I've always been kind of contemplating between the idea of a body of work mm. versus one good image. Mm. So, you know, what's your take on this? Like, because you've probably started out taking more mm. single photographs, exactly. right? I mean, and that's how everyone starts out. Yeah. But, you know, you went to school and then yeah. you you learned about storytelling through photography. Yeah. Do you have a preference or do you think that, mm. you know, that's just the way you work now? Like, that's your go-to?
1: Uh, I mean, the way I work now is obviously working with a body of work. But, I don't mind a one single powerful image. Mm. If one single powerful image could tell a story through a glance, I think that's pretty fantastic to me as well. Mm. So I'm not adverse to it either. It's, it's, yeah.
0: it's like the picture you saw on the wall, right? Yeah, they exactly. They everything for you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah wow. So mm. I, I'm great with both sides. Yeah. yeah.
0: So then, if you are kind of working on a body of work, then mm. how do you know when it's done like when you're at the finish line oh,
1: I'm did, struggling with that now
0: <laughs>
1: I'm really struggling with that do you have some sort of
0: like like a checklist like okay I got this I got this I got
1: this uh, I mean yeah I do have a checklist but then oh something else would come up oh I could photograph this oh I could add this like because I think generally I'm quite long winded as a person and <laughs> I mean I've been working on a personal project on what is it like growing up as a fifth generation Tamil Singaporean and I started there in 2018. I'm still working on that. Everyone is still asking me, when are you going to end? And I'm like, oh.
0: Well, that's five years. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, it's been a long time. Maybe it's never going to end. Maybe it will be released in chapters, you know.
2: Mm. It's yeah. hard
1: to put a full stop. So <laughs> I like it when people give me deadlines. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's done, it's finished. So like, even with the Netgeo project, they said, they told us 14 days, yeah. ended up two years. If not for COVID, we would have been still shooting.
0: Two weeks to two years. Yeah, two weeks (laughs) to
1: two years. (laughs) It was the most thorough process ever because Mm. we had to caption every single image which we took and Mm. send them in hard drives back to the US and the editor would look through all the images. was a lot of work. Yeah, it was a Uh lot of work, but it was really fun in the sense Mm. that it was really like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I think you mentioned that you know you sometimes shoot on film. You, yeah. sh- you choose to shoot analog. Like,
2: mm.
0: are there specific reasons why you choose to go with one medium over the uh, other, like other. digital versus analog? Like
2: uh,
1: so, I, <laughs> <laughs> I started to shoot on medium format film when I was in when I was doing the the Emmy in mm. documentary course. Yeah. And, was that
0: a requirement? Mm.
1: No, it was not a requirement, but there were a couple of um, peers of mine who yeah. was a, a, already photographing on, like experimenting with film. Mm. We had a photo lab in school where we can process it for free, scan yeah. for free. Black with and like,
0: white or like just colors. A, a black
1: yeah. and white in color, oh, and color, wow. and you mm. can process them or scan them with a drum scanner, drum scan, which is yeah. like amazing. So yeah. it's like okay, but it's not because of that, lah. Okay. <laughs> <I> mean, um, <laughs> Maybe 20%. <laughs> no, I mean I really started to fall in love with uh medium format uh, mm. a photography, like the six by six or the six by seven. And what's
0: your go to then? Like
1: uh, my go to. I am photographing on a Hasselblad. I see. Which was mm. my friend or my classmate sold it at a very 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 good price. Classmate, so yeah. it, so he was like you for how long? St- This was back in 2013 and he was, I don't want to, he was like, I'm done with film. I want to go into digital. Ah. For me, I wanted to go into film. So, he sold the camera and why I wanted to get back into film or push it was because I felt like with with digital, right, you're just, you can take loads of pictures, right? And then you could delete them, you could go back, you could refer. But with film, again, there was like, there's mystery. The
0: charm, right?
1: That yeah. charm, you never really know what you're gonna get at the end of it. There's so many processes along the way that could screw up the final yeah. outlook or change how the yeah. colors are or the feel. Um it's the transference of heat and light onto this 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 I don't even know how to, to call yeah. it, like this object which is uh is measured in grain and not in pixels. Yeah. The, it just, it's, 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 I don't it's know just how so intentional
0: right like yeah. like everything from choosing your film stock to
1: absolutely you know, your
0: settings everything just feels so much more tactile which i think we're losing a bit of that these
1: yeah days. we are yeah. i think everything is so instant at this yeah. moment but with film it's not instant mm. there's a lot of waiting there's a lot of anticipation uh it teaches you patience I don't think I'm a very patient person, <laughs> but I think that has really taught me a lot of patience. And I really enjoy the process of photographing on film, even though sometimes it can cause a hole in your yeah,
0: pocket. Especially now, right? Yeah. Mm. Are you still doing it now? Or? Yeah, I
1: am. Mm. So anytime my friends go into the US, I'm like, can you please buy a <laughs> film from me? Or even expired film, like give it to me. Like I had a friend uh who was another really amazing photographer, Singaporean mm. photographer Joseph Naya. and he had a whole bunch mm. of like expired film. He was like, "You want?" I said, "Yeah, give it to me." And it worked. It really right. worked. Yeah, and it looks
0: slightly different. It looks probably. slightly different,
1: but it's you don't okay. Mind it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: how is it then, like? Using film for work, like do you uh-huh. d- do? You do that?
1: Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like if they are very specific, that oh, we saw this on your Instagram, on your yeah. website, and we like that feel. So I'll be like, oh yeah. By the way, I shot that on film. Yeah. So, um, would you like to commission me to shoot this on film, and then you build another budget for it? Yeah. But then you're like, no, we want it to be digital. That no choice uh, lah. Shoot digitally. But I want the
0: film look. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but with. Some magazines, they are willing to do pay mm, yeah. um, for me to photograph on film. Mm. And um, yeah, there have been, for example, um, our local uh, zine called the Meantime Zine, mm, which releases yeah. once a year. So when I shot uh, issue number two uh, with my editor, pictures, by the way. I Thank you. <laughs> well they were just so supportive and Mm. they were like I was like hey can I shoot on film they were like yeah go ahead and so they gave me the budget to shoot on both film and Mm. digital which I really 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 enjoyed and even the people whom I was photographing they really enjoyed it and they were like what is this it's always a (laughs) conversation starter right yeah and also the other thing which I forgot to mention why I shoot with the with film or with the Hasselblad is that the other thing is, I don't know if people notice. I, I I don't know. i when I photograph with the digital cameras, uh, the yeah. en- the camera c- covers my entire face because I shoot with my left eye, not with my right. right eye.
0: Oh, same. Me too.
1: Yeah. And that's actually not very common. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. So I feel like, wow, if I want to have a conversation, I have to keep putting right, the, yeah. the camera down.
0: And you can't use a range finder, right? It's just.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite tough. So with the Hasselblad, Medium format, you're shooting from the the waist hip, level. so yeah. at the waist level. So you're like looking mm. down, and you can. That means you can look up every every now and then. You can look up with yeah. the person who you you feel more you're connected. From. Absolutely. So that's that's another reason why I'm photographing wow. it with film. Yeah. so
0: intentional. Everything is so like. Yeah, out. yeah. Then for the like, like say for mm. the Amoy Street photos, like. Mm. So how do you judge then? Do you go mm. like uh you know, this project feels appropriate mm. to be shot on a film. Like, mm. are you okay to kind of allocate a budget for that? And if they say no, then you don't do it. Or are there projects where you just go, ah, it's fine, this, this, yeah. this would work great on digital because I need to shoot more pictures.
1: I think if like it's that. like time limit, la. if mm. they, they want it very soon, that means I have to shoot it on digital. Right. So with the Amoy Street, they want it very quick. So mm. I had to shoot on digital. Mm. Uh, and also if, with New York Times, most of the time they would want you to shoot a digital because right. they they would want to see the images like, yeah, like I think straight away. Called, wow, okay, yeah, okay. So I didn't suggest to them
2: <laughs> mm,
0: yeah. um,
1: film photography at you all. You know where you can try. Like. Yeah, because you just see the deadline, Um, you see when they expect the pictures and of course with like more of like assignments with news outlets like this, I, I don't push yeah, for the mm. film but if it's with like zines or magazines yeah. or Something where I know I have a longer period of time, then I will push for the film. But with New York Times, I said, okay, no, 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 eh, no time. Have to shoot on digital, which is also fine. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Speaking of which, um, so Amrita has been kind enough to, you know, show some images for us. And I think, so what I actually provided you with Mm. was this word chaos
1: yes <laughs> and then i saw the pictures they were lovely thank you
0: and you know she put out a drone <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's an entirely different oh gear that God. we're talking again
0: yeah. <laughs> i just want to know a little bit more about you know like before we get to the gear and all that kind of stuff yeah. like what was your initial reaction to that word chaos yeah
1: wow i mean <laughs> I. think <I, laughs> <laughs> it's a tired I, I,
0: word right yeah i
1: mean i liked i like that you gave me that word chaos because generally I think <laughs> my mind is very chaotic, <laughs> even though sometimes on the outside I look very like
0: composed, composed and
1: zen. But there's like a thousand and one things running through my mind, and um, you know chaos can come in different forms. They can be chaos in very still and silent moments as well. Um, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually, uh, I suffer from from tinnitus or tinnitus, which is a constant like ringing in my mm. ear. Wow! So okay. that, that happened when I used to work in another life for a lot of music festivals and I didn't mm. protect my ear. Right. And I have this like, um, what do you call it? Like a sound of like waves, which right. is going-
0: Is it high fre- frequency kind of So it, I
1: hear it the most- when it's extremely silent. Right. So to okay. me, that in a way, yeah. is sometimes chaotic. Even though mm. over the years I kind of gotten used yeah. to it. Mm. But if I'm really like, say, stressed out, or if it's very, very quiet, or you know, if I haven't had enough sleep, yeah. I notice it a lot more. Mm, I see. So chaos in the silence, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. So I, that, I really resonated that. with that.
1: Do you yeah. do you also have it? No, no. I
0: I don't have that like uh they're ringing something but there are times when you know when i find myself when you're alone and of course. suddenly after a holiday of hanging around people yeah you know you start to think a lot you overthink a lot and you
1: get overwhelmed yeah like well, well yeah.
0: like there's so many things i have to do and then there's so many things that you have to account for and then you have this like you know your life ahead of you and all that and then you start to get stressed out yeah you start to get
1: stressed out you start to get Anxious.
0: Yeah, and I think it's common, especially in this age, right? Where everyone's trying to, you know, better themselves every day and whatnot. Absolutely. So, you know, when I saw the pictures, I totally, you know, in first glance you you wouldn't think of the word chaos.
1: Absolutely. And
0: yeah. uh so I did my own interpretation of that, that word as well. Mm. And I too like my initial reaction was, you know, it was very literal, chaos means a lot of things happening and yeah. the But I think that's why I found yours to be quite interesting because you actually went that way where <laughs> you, know, you were juxtaposing things. And yeah. and yeah, like where do you actually shoot those images?
1: Okay, so I was in this very, very tiny village in Spain, in How the tiny. southern part of Spain, <laughs> <laughs> which is called Monte Monthejague. So you spell it as M-O-N-T-E-J-A-Q-U-E. Okay. Monte Hackey, that's how they, they pronounce cool. it. And my partner's parents have like a retirement sort of home hmm. in Monte Hackey for like the past eighteen to nineteen years. Yeah. And uh anytime they want to have some peace and quiet, they would retreat to that place. Right. So me and my me and my partner um will we we manage to find some time to retreat to that space where I, I really wanted some space to work on my own projects and yeah. you know, I was working on my own stuff and I just wanted to get out of Singapore for a bit mm. and he as well. So um we went to that uh really cute little cottage which was surrounded by by nature, like mm. in all corners. And uh we were there for like a month. Yeah, before I had to travel off to like other areas where it was starting to get quite hectic. Mm. And I've been there before, but going now at a different sort of season in a place where it's really quiet and I guess a time to reflect and hear your thoughts more Mm. uh, is in a way (laughs) indulging in your chaos as well, Uh, in that chaotic. I don't know how to explain the inner sort of chaos Yeah, well, the inner I mean, chaos it's something
0: that you- that's so intrinsic right like yeah. it's hard to put into words yeah and so was that also the reason why you decided that you know um, like this is the place to go tool to make these photographs like okay so when a, mm. when a brief uh, mm. say brief was yeah. given to you yeah like do you already have this idea in mind or was no, it something else at first
1: I, just, I haven't had the idea yet i thought it would be when, when i first thought of chaos i was like oh my last two weeks of the trip is going to be really chaotic because <laughs> i was traveling to quite a few places So i really wanted to, to document that very literally in the yeah. beginning but then after a while it really change because I had time to think I had time to reflect and I thought about the word chaos and what it means to be surrounded in an environment where the nature and its presence is a lot more bigger than you where sometimes it's beautiful but sometimes it's quite terrifying as mm. well. Wow so, I haven't felt that but it yeah. does sound scary. You know, it. <laughs> it yeah. So I, I then was like okay this is a chaosness there was so much to think about it. like So my, my partner, he, he does a lot of Vipassana meditation. That means you do like 10 days meditation where you don't talk to, to anyone. Mm. You have no contact with the outside world. Wow. I personally have not done it before. I don't know
2: How? If, I,
1: if I can do yeah. it, but from what I have understood what his experience was like or with others who have done it before, is that even though you're meditating and it's still, it's silent, it's quiet, that chaosness starts to emerge or starts to, right, to come within. to a certain level and it becomes very uncomfortable and that's when you are sort of not attaining something or you're reaching to a like another a level. State. Yeah. yeah, and and I used to do a bit of meditation before, but not not to that kind yeah, of yeah, level yeah. of meditation. So I understood a little bit about what he was talking about. Then there were moments where it was really quiet and you're kind of drowned with your thoughts. And then also, I was experimenting with a new medium, which is drone yeah. photography, <laughs> which itself I thought was. Was that a new cute. toy for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot more editors are looking for, you know, photographers who can shoot with drone. Hmm. So I used that space to, to, you know, tell myself, okay, I'm going to train myself in things. But at the same time, as I was flying with the drone and, you know, confronting the landscapes. Yeah. So it was chaotic, inner chaos, but also outside chaos in the sense where I was panicking, like, don't crash the drone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there were So there so that was one of your first few times.
1: I have I mean the first very first few times was I started flying it in Thailand, but I would say in Spain was when I really flew it properly. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I noticed like there were pictures of, you know, um, different parts of the yeah. town or different yeah. angles and yeah. Like, yeah. were they part of a plan or um, you know, were you flying and then you saw that this kind of
1: I would fly me. it first mm. and then certain things would strike me and then if I feel like it brought something out of me so there was one of the images where I feel like you could just see the uh, the outlay of the the town mm. and it's very very flat yeah and I felt in a way that I I felt I felt like a spy. I felt like I was surveilling the town. Yeah, and yeah. that suddenly started to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like we, we are all under this sense of surveillance. And now I'm kind of bringing that forward yeah. onto this very sleepy, quiet village. You mm. know, so I felt that when I was taking that um, the very flat look. And also kind of also reminded me of images which I would look at in certain um, interactive uh, photojournalistic essays where they are trying to show us like the overview of a certain area. Mm. So say like how this certain area used to look like before before and after conflict, before and after disaster. It kind of really Mm. reminded me of those images and I thought that was a bit reflective of how I was feeling at that point and then images of the landscapes which were really beautiful mm. and very still and very silent but at the same time very terrifying mm. yeah. very scary and really so, like the unknown i felt yeah
0: yeah then you you kind of presented me with like six to seven photos mm, right mm. like how does how's the editing process like for you mm. like how do you decide mm. on which one to keep or mm. do they have to kind of connect with you somehow?
1: Yeah. I mean, because this is a lot more um, more inwards, right? So yeah. it has to connect with me. Right. I also picked out the images that I felt had a conversation yeah. with each other. Mm. And also tied in uniformly in that one mm. space right. which I was in. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is yeah. that how you always work though? Like say for your other projects, mm, like, mm. you know, when you were documenting uh, Sri Lanka and stuff mm. like that, like, was the editing pot process painful? Because you have to look at so many images and then yeah. you have to feel whether they contribute to the story.
1: <laughs> like,
0: how many pictures are we looking at? Like say from one trip or one
1: project? Yeah, from one project can be Wow, like thousands lah. But I didn't oh. shoot thousands for the chaos. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> that would be chaotic. Yeah, it could be thousands and not 10,000 images, but you're talking about a thousand images. Hmm. And then um, I guess it really goes with how I feel. Do the images converse with each other? Is there, um, when you're sequencing them, is there a pacing? When Mm, you're looking at your photos, is there, is there a rhythm? rhythm, Because I'm so into music as well. I actually use music sometimes to Mm. sequence my work and I feel if there's actually a rhythm when I'm looking at the, at the work. Uh, So I feel like that also helps. Like, um, but first is emotions, feelings. Uh, of course, there are certain images which must be shown to really illustrate the story well mm. so for example if you're looking at the 6.9 project yeah. you're talking about spaces which have been cleared right mm. and then I'm talking about the Bouquet Brown Cemetery I'm talking about the exhumation mm. so of course I need to try my best to find an exhumation image to show how the space is going to be changed or disappearing rituals so there are certain images which I know I have to try my best to get so that the audience when they look at the pictures, they are visually informed right away. The Women and Migration Project, Mm. we're talking about how Vietnamese women are getting married to Singaporean men and what the migration process is like. So we are talking about transnational marriages, right? Mm. So of course, I must get a wedding photo for sure. Certain images are important and must be included into Mm. the final sort of sequencing okay. but then pro- projects which are a little bit more conceptual like the the alopecia project which yeah. still starts just on a real life sort of topic I just see how the images sort of converse with each other if there's mm. a pacing in between them do right. they all correspond with each other is the yeah. feeling the same when you look at the photos as well yeah. is
0: there then a medium like do you yeah. shoot or edit or curate with like an ah. end goal in mind, like say, like for an exhibition, I would imagine the creation yeah. will be different as compared to like a book or oh, a scene. Of course, yeah, the format, right? Basically,
1: oh. just shoot first, ah, uh. no, 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 <laughs> shoot no, first no, no end no. goal at all. But hmm. of course, it changes in how you sequence your work. So even when I sequence my work, I would always advise to print the print the images out so it's hmm. easier to to sequence your work and and I cannot do it alone you need to have someone else to do it with you. Why? Right. I mean, because you are very attached to your photos. So, uh, it's, it's very important to have a uh, outsider perspective but not too many outsiders because too many cooks will spoil the soup but this is the reason why we work with photo editors it's the Mm. reason why it's important to keep connections in your community because they are able to see other elements in your photos which you might not see it Mm. and there's a very famous line which they will say is kill your babies that Mm. means there are certain pictures which you really really love and you want it to be in the final edit but somehow it's not working yeah so, this is what I mean. You need to kill a business. You need to take it out. And, <laughs> but these photos yeah. work
0: for you? like
1: There have it- been instances where I have sequenced a work and I thought that it really worked. And um, But then when I have someone who've come in and like, oh, actually, it's not really
0: oh, okay.
1: working. And then they give me the input and not say I'm influenced by it, but I get, I yeah. take in the input and then I put in another edit to see if it works mm, mm, mm. but I have to say in the beginning it was a struggle sequencing but now after quite a number of years I know that the work is really it's just a feeling yeah, an intuitive yeah. feeling when you put them together like mm, mm. this makes sense so you printing
0: know? is something you still do yeah, very
1: often 100% like easy just lay out six pictures on one A4 size for an example mm. paper then you print out 60 images. Mm. So you, say you've shot a thousand images, you bring it down to 500, you bring it down to 200, then you bring it down to your best 50, your best 60. Mm. And then from your best 50 to 60, you want to sequence them to a body of your best 20 images to tell Mm. a story. So, it's like,
0: (laughs) It's elimination
1: process. Yeah, it's an elimination process. So, bit by bit, you eliminate your your picture. So, the printing obviously helps a Mm. lot to in the illumination wow. process in the last sort of stage. Yeah,
0: mm. interesting. Then, so with regards, like we're kind of backtracking back to chaos, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I saw that the images were all um, edited to be in black and white. Yeah. Was there also something intentional? Yeah, definitely intentional yeah. for sure. Like because how I do you felt, arrive on that?
1: I feel like <laughs> when I think about chaos or when it's so busy or you're trying to find that solitude in that space where there's so much going on, be it mm. in your head or be it with how you feel. I, I don't know if colour would be yeah. the best to describe it. Yeah, I mean, I would either black and white I would, or I would have somehow, if I was allowed to be more conceptual, was to pull the colours Mm. Out of the the uh, image, yeah. Ah, okay. I don't know how to explain, but I chose black and white because I just I can't I can't really find the right sort of color to signify mm. yeah. chaos at that feeling. at this yeah. moment. Mm, it it might change like right. in the future. That's
0: how it have happen often. Like say for your even for your own works mm. when you're editing it or yeah. you're color grading it today.
1: Yeah and
0: then you look back at it and it's like oh wait this doesn't sit well with me now
1: Uh, no no I mean I edit the work according to how I feel so like at that moment at that moment so Mm. like if you look at my earlier works like the 6.9 the the Sri Lanka work Mm. they're very dark yeah but that's also exactly how I felt
0: I understand
1: but if you look at the alopecia work it's a a bit more bright Mm. because it's hopeful because we didn't want another woman or a child or man to feel alone we, we wanted to instill hope because yeah. that was how Seed's journey was like. There was mm. a lot of hope, you know. Yeah. There was a lot of mm, dreams. There was a lot of, of course, there was fears, but there was always this hope. There was this thing that she was reaching out to, which I felt, uh, and, and I chose to present it in yeah. that way. And, um, I guess has the same sort of feeling in my personal project too. Mm. So it changes how I feel at that time. Actually maybe I become a bit more relaxed uh, as I'm older. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably, <laughs> I, think I
1: was quite right? angry when I was yeah. younger. <laughs> no, it's when I was
0: looking at my own works too, right? Yeah. I was like just it was so much darker. And I absolutely and I don't yeah. know why. I don't know whether it's a trend or was or was i 'cause I'm I'm like you. So I yeah. I always edit my photos with music. Mm. And mm. then I let the music kinda Control me. Yeah. So I, you know, to, to the beats or to the mellow tunes and whatnot. And the color was somehow just.
1: Just go, yeah. just be influenced yeah. accordingly. Yeah, and I'm just
0: like adjusting like sliders, and I'm not really controlling. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really a logical person when I'm color grading, right? I don't go like you know. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, I don't look at the graphs and like. I'll be just, the most
1: horrible person to yeah. color grade. <laughs> right, I just go according <laughs> to what my hand is thinking. Yeah. And then,
0: you know, you just, you just go. You
1: just go with how you feel. So it's yeah. a, it's a very intuitive process, and I think that's how it happened for the. Is there something you enjoy, approach, right? like yeah. color grading? Yeah, um. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it, but sometimes, while well, like you can't get everything so exact uh, because each picture could be different. Yeah. But you wanna, of course, in the for the sake of like um for the way you pace your work, there has to be some sort of uniformity. Mm. But I do, I do, I do enjoy that process too. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, do I you spent, enjoy it? Hmm. I used to enjoy it a lot but more. But now, like a bit. Oh,
1: yeah, because God, yeah. then
0: um I mean. See if you are working on like commercial works and then when things go headache. out of color and yes, all that, yes, yeah. you start to feel a bit more stressed, huh?
1: <sighs> yes, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it is stressful. Yeah. I, go back a bit on my words. Yes, it is stressful. <laughs> it, is, it is. I mean, but I mean, there is that initial excitement, but I think after a while, you're like, oh my god, come on, can we just get this done? In a yeah. if, you know, you so, know, yeah.
0: So how long does the post-production process usually last for you um, for your own projects?
1: It's it depends. I mean, if it's an assignment, half a day. Mm, you know, just okay. because you're looking through your pictures, you need to select them. Then I have to caption the images too. So ah, that also takes a while. You know, wow. so it's the who, what, where, why, and how. Everything's
0: internal. Like you, you have to. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh you God. have to put it in the in the IPTC or the metadata. Mm. So you need to put that in because you're most of the time you're filing in your publications who are not from here. I so see. You need to know where it is. There's someone who's pictured. You need to make sure you get their name. Hmm. You know, so all of that, or what is the action? You need to describe beyond the image. So that itself will take time, which I do not particularly (laughs) enjoy, especially when you're so tired at the end of it. So yeah, I'd say half a day, if it's like, you know, personal projects, I like to take my time, but I don't like to spend too long Hmm. to post-process my images. I try to spend maybe... A couple of minutes mm. per image and then move on to the next one. Yeah, I would
0: assume you like you don't spend mm. a lot of time kind of photoshopping things no, or absolutely manipulating not. your works. because no, 'cause
1: you're not allowed to really mm. manipulate, like add elements or remove elements yeah. when it comes to like Documentary sort of photography. Oh, really? and if you so do, I mean, a, you you if you if you do want to push the colors and the saturation, yeah. I mean it's not photojournalistic, say it's documentary. Yeah. you want to be a bit more. Um, There's more control, creative. Right? Yeah, then you have to mention that in your mm. in your storytelling process. But ah, uh, oh yeah. Don't don't make it so complicated, Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I the, think enough it, complication too. To, yeah, this video starting already. Right? So yeah. many tools. You're yeah, gonna, you're yeah. you everything. Yeah, so. Yeah. I try to make it as simple as possible. But I guess maybe that would change when I do wanna eventually work with a photo book and things. So mm. how do you curate the images? What are the yeah. elements you add in? Mm. And I am rubbish at <laughs> Photoshop. I'm I'm a, I'm good in Lightroom because you need mm. to do all the standard stuff. Yeah. But anything else, like, yeah, because I don't really clone or add things yeah. because it's not part of my job Mm. anyway but like simple stuff yeah so I don't spend too many minutes because I think if you spend too long then I feel like you might cause more damage yeah I think like you start
0: to get blood (laughs) your eyes start to play tricks on you yeah it starts to play
1: tricks Yeah, exactly so for
0: me when I show something I I usually don't look at it for the next two to three days
1: yeah that helps right yeah Yeah. that
0: helps but that doesn't help the client so
1: clients like hello
0: (laughs) when can I get it yeah okay cool I think we are coming to an end here. Yeah. And I think in closing, I just want to ask whether if you had something to say to your 20-year-old self, first start, you know, just stepping into industry, would there be any advice you want to say?
1: I would say, don't be shy about Mm. showing your work. Yeah. And I would have... Yeah, I think that's the first thing would be to trust yourself more, uh, to maybe explore more. I mean, I was already exploring, but I think maybe explore more, to have more conversations, don't be shy and um, yeah, believe in what you have and to be okay to take criticism mm. and that's then and that's also now to be accepting to that because that's only gonna I'm not saying it has the the criticism has to be constructive and that's only gonna help you so Mm. I'll say to be more open and to be more receptive to that yeah so I think that will be the advice I would give myself
0: yeah (laughs) very nice so last thing where can people find you online your website your Instagram
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram which is at Amrita Chandradas, which is A M R I T A C H A N D R A D A S. It's quite long. Sorry. <laughs> and then my so website is www.amritachandradas.com. Yeah. You can Thank find you. my works there. Yeah. Thank you so
0: much.
2: <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so for much. Me today.
1: Thank you Had for inviting me. Okay. Yeah. And that's it.